Oh my goodness, it is so good to be home. We love going away, but boy, it's nice to be back in the saddle. We got some stuff to talk about, primarily how the auto industry is responding to the Carvana layoffs. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stay oh. when they see me. If it's a once, no need to repeat. Run up on Make me, watch you fall to your knees. Get that Sit swag up there. The there Ain't no beast when you really, really Yo, I want to say it was awesome to watch people walking around in a Sodu swag all week. Oh, absolutely. They got the pushback sweatshirt, the t-shirts on. They got like all the mugs and all that type of stuff just walking around. It was so good. Hey, so look, fun. if you were at the remix event and they were out of something that you wanted, shoot us an email at crew at a We ran out of some stuff because people wanted it. And uh, if you didn't get what you wanted, shoot us an email. We'll see if we can work it out. Just want to take yeah. care of take yeah. care of our people that want to represent in the streets, Kyle. We'll figure that out. Let's go. We will. Let's go. We yeah. will. This is, this is a big community, and we just got to share it with more people, and so we'll get it out there. Mm -hmm, we'll mm -hmm, out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> There's so much going on. Sometimes the news ebbs and flows, and you know we spent the day together yesterday with a big part of the Asoto crew, um, meaning our internal team, talking about the future of Asoto. And uh, some new people on the team, like we always talk about objectivity being a gift, right? For somebody yeah. who comes into the auto industry from outside of auto and they work at your store, you have like six months of like the golden hour where they're going to tell you like everyone else sees it, not like, you know, you're so, so value the objectivity. We have some objectivity because we have some new team members. And uh, so asking questions like, yeah, but, but. I know all this and this and this, but but tell me exactly what we're doing here, right? Exactly, yeah. And and coming at it from simply the consumer side, wondering right. like why why we would do this internally, mm -hmm. right? Why, why this is necessary in the inside of automotive to make some of these shifts, make some of these you know claims, and then draw people together in this particular way, and really codifying that because. And I think what's really cool about that is when we can figure out how to communicate that internally then what it will do is transmit to customers and community and culture. All day, all day. So um, look, uh, we want to, before we get into this Carvana story, which I'm so excited to talk about because I, it's it's much more relevant than we even talked about yesterday on the show because of yeah. the response we're seeing on LinkedIn. But we do want to have you take out your calendar right now, open your scheduler, and just put a little asterisk on the first, the second week of September from yes. the 11th to the 13th. We're working on something. And we that, may be working on something kind of big. Something might be kind of big, but we're not ready to talk about it yet because this is a big something and we're trying to get pieces in line before we talk about it. So the remix party was great. This is a lot more than a couple hour party. So September 11th through 13th, just put a little pin in that for us. All right, let's talk about this Carvana thing. We talked about the story yesterday. They laid off 2,500 people, most of them in operational roles. Right, they they froze executive salaries and laid off operational people, um, all types of people, you know, in all different types of roles. And you know, yesterday we were like, man, if there was ever a time for the automotive industry to show everyone else its strength, that's in its stability, its longevity. Like, how can we welcome in these twenty five hundred people who have really worked for a company that has been, you know, saying like the anti dealer. Right, yeah. this is the anti-dealer, and um, how can we show them that there's actually uh, a good side of the fence to be on, where they can be really exactly. taken care of and loved? So I, I want to, as we get into this and just kind of peruse what has happened around automotive, I want to read our good friend 
um, and and third brother uh, Michael Cirillo wrote this. <laughs> he's this our, he's our Danny DeVito. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, the man has a way with words. Sure Let me does. just say that, right? And he wrote this on LinkedIn. And so make sure you go, you know, drop him some love for this. But it says, here's one reason I love the car business. Carvana lays off 25 people and 2,500 2, people. Retail auto dealers across the nation are stepping up and offering jobs, resources, and their network to those displaced. Think about that. Think their biggest competitor screws up and they have compassion and empathy on who? People. The people, the people, the people, I, I kind of got first, we have some uh, slides to share in a second. Um, yes. I, I, the first, I really got kind of came on, we were traveling, you know, the second half of the day yesterday. So there's little time in and out. I've just, man, I was not on LinkedIn hardly at all during this digital dealer, no, which is yeah. crazy. But um, I saw a repost from our good friend, Samantha Foster uh, with her friend, Abby McGuire, who is the talent acquisition manager at Carvana. And was just this post was just like, man, it's been I was ready to come into work today and just and just really be there for some people. And she just started this post saying like, hey, a bunch of people were laid off the really good people. I will help. You know, I want to help get that find them a good place to land. And then I just saw the automotive industry just like, <laughs> yes, exactly. They were like, we got gotcha. you. So, I mean, Kyle, you, you picked out some screenshots from some LinkedIn uh Articles. Why don't, why don't you uh, share some of those? And yeah, so I think we've got. Let's see. So this is uh, Carlito Mojica Jr. Um, and he's the retail development senior manager. I got to meet him back at uh, Brian Pash's AAAS last year, and at La Fontaine Automotive Group. I think they've got something like twenty-eight stores couple, up in Michigan. Couple two three. Uh, yeah. What's that? A couple two three. Couple two three. So they got some opportunities, is what we're trying to say here, right? And so th they're just saying, "Hey, look, reach out." Please send me, uh, me, my teammates, a message, and we'll try and find a place for you. We are hiring. We're growing. Um, so that was super excited to see. And, like, this is what's cool, right? Nobody shares anything on LinkedIn because everyone know it crushes the algorithm. Right. <laughs> this post gets 13 shares. It's like, let's get it out there. Let's, let's, help, it, man. let's help more people find this, right? I, I want to read this uh, line for people on the podcast. He said, if you know anyone that was affected by this and lives in Michigan or willing to relocate to Michigan, the LaFontaine Automotive Group is looking to hire more family members. So good. Love it. I'll get y'all on the fields. And then uh, let's see. We got a couple more here. Um, flip another one up. There you yeah, go. Flip another one. Oh, go to the other one. That's another LaFontaine just uh, sharing it from the group. Oh, th this. I love this from Lori Foster. And, and Lori Foster is a friend of ours. And. Uh, she does a lot of coaching, consulting, uh, does a lot of people management for dealerships. She knows uh, everybody. Really understanding culture. And then she does it for industry partners and all of this type of stuff. She really knows the HR, culture, people, personality thing. And she just says, hey, look, literally on my dime, Carvana, you don't have to pay me any time, any place, any day. I'll spend a whole day working with your executive staff to make sure things like this never have to come up again. Oh my goodness. She literally put that in her post. <laughs> That's unbelievable to say like, no, look, we want, I want to help you Carvana, the biggest competitor to the main industry that I work for, ensure that you're set up from an HR and culture perspective to make sure that you never have to worry about layoffs again. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to on my dime fly anywhere you want me to for a whole day and work on that. That's a big deal. It sure so, is. Do we have any yeah. more? 
Yeah, we got one more. I think uh, this is Mike Cavanaugh, and he's with um, Driveway. Lithia Driveway. Yep. Um, I, I can't remember. Vi- VP Vice of President Operations. Ross. Yeah. yeah. What, and also, and, let's just let's just say, early Asodu contributor, like back in yes. OG, and I believe he did win the award for best background because um, he had all his military <laughs> flags. That makes sense. What, yeah. One one of the best people in the business. So um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Give some context. So if you don't know who Mike is, you got to follow him. Yeah, and he says, if I can help in any way, reach out to reach out directly. We have multiple opportunities posted and not yet posted, and I'd love to help you find your next opportunity and your next home. Let's go. And I think that, man, all of those things just, they scream retail automotive. They scream the way that we care for people in our industry. And I really hope that there's some people within the Carvana ecosystem that either are were let go or that are currently a part of it that just really see this like oh my goodness what we've been basically telling the story of like it's not a good thing to do business with these people and maybe there's just an, an enlightenment around culture around this moment like it's a terrible moment but it could be a really big moment for retail automotive it, a major i think this is can be a major turning point even from a from a, just a flag in the ground a a symbolic moment where the opportunity to show your true colors um, and even like, look, everyone treats people that treat them well, right? Everybody treats those people well, right? When you have somebody who likes you and is nice to you, right? It's easy to be nice back, but look, the rubber really meets the road and how you treat the people that you're in competition with, that maybe there's a little contention with. How do you treat those people when things happen? And um, so far in automotive, I would say we've been a class act. Yeah, I've not seen a single post that's like, ha-ha, got them. Haven't see, seen one. They don't even know, right? That's just not been the the. the oh, it makes me feel so good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> makes me feel so good. All right, let's talk about a little uh, broader industry news. Uh, Toyota is seeing a decline in profitability due to raw material costs increase. Um, they're talking about some unprecedented increases. Like, we throw that word around. But, like, hey, like, there have been a lot of material increases, so to say, like, oh, no, 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 we see a like a, an even next level uh, increase coming. Uh, the automaker said it expects material costs to more than double, double in its fiscal year that started in April. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of increase. <laughs> that is a ton of increase. We're talking about double from 1.45 trillion yen or 11.1 billion. So literally going from 11 billion to 22 billion in raw material costs and i mean you think about that you can't you can't just simply pass that on to the customer all, all these msrps are 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 baked in built into the process they have to have uh you know they have to roll that stuff out to their dealers and so it all hits the profit margins um how, however i, I don't think they're doing too terrible because they're like selling 100% of their inventory right, as they right. make it too. So yeah, you know, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, right? There's pros and cons, but um, it's definitely kind of shocking to see a large auto manufacturer like that just saying, now it's not so much supply chain. It's we can get the things. Yeah. It's just they're more expensive. Yeah. And and they're also talking about shutting down some production lines. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's in May, like there's still lockdowns in China. 
right? It's know. just like one of those it's things. Kind of we, like after flying with and no doing mask, all these right? things in a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just it's kind of weird to think that there are other countries that are still in that like mode of continuing the lockdown things. Yeah. But it's a reality. I mean, Tesla faced it last week, uh, and I think is still facing it this week. And then you've got Toyota facing it, uh, you know, across China. Mm-hmm. It's it's just going to still be an interesting inventory um, problem going into Q3 and Q4, I think. Yeah, it is. Our takeaway is this. We said it uh, last week. We'll probably say it again next week. Is like you have all these factors piling up inflation and material shortages and layoffs and all this stuff, right? You need to control what you can, right? Yeah. Like fretting about, worrying about things we can't control. Guess what? It just wastes time, takes up space in our head, rent free, right? Have your it finger does, on the yeah. pulse of what's going on. And that's honestly why we keep saying this too. You got to get in David Long's All Things Used Car Room oh, every yeah. single Friday. Tomorrow. Because used cars are something that you, I mean, there, there's volatility in them, understanding the market, under, but you can acquire used cars and you can sell you and you can sell used cars without any dependency on a manufacturer. Um, and so understanding and learning from the people in that room that are really doing a great job at used car management, uh, you know, it's, it's a no brainer to make sure that that's an hour of learning that you have every single week. No doubt. No doubt. I want really hard to try to find a reason to use the segue button. I just couldn't do it without, <laughs> without, just figure it without out. having it be so forth forced. So uh, here's what we're going to do. So speaking of the next story, segue <laughs> time. That's the cheapest one ever. It, because we know Brian Ortega's watching, right? <laughs> right, right. And on top of that, we missed, we missed, so we have these little sound consoles, and it's it's made by a company called Rode, R-O-D-E, and it's called a Rodecaster. And we have all our sounds and our trigger pads, and, you know, it's like it's like our blankie, right? We have the Rode, sorry, like right. most essential piece of equipment, and, you know, we decided not to bring it with us. To, to NADA because we had a bunch of other gear and like we'll figure out and man it didn't take long we were like that was the wrong decision <laughs> it's like it's like if you leave your phone at the house and you thought you really needed it and you feel naked in some way that's the way we uh, felt we felt like exposed it all was, week it was bad so I just been <laughs> I just been itching to press the segue button so we had to do it um okay so we talking about cars on the ground now let's talk about cars in the air like flying cars not the quadcopter cars. Right, not the drone cars that, like a like a plane, like a runway and the wings. A company called Aeromobile is working hard, and they've apparently been working hard, uh, putting three hundred and fifty thousand hours. That's a lot of time, boss. I mean, it's over like the last ten years, though. Yeah, that's In, true. Into developing true. flying car technology, and they say their ultimate vision um, is to offer millions of customers in the U.S. the ability to use a flying car. If you're watching the live stream, we've got a we've got a photo of it up. And if you've seen anything that has some semblance of like flying car or flying mobility, typically you see some level of like drone capacity um, where yeah, it's for, like for a, four rotor, like four rotors, like a helicopter, just like a drone. Yeah, the, similar to a the, like a large drone or a small helicopter is kind of the way it is. What does but this, this look like? Looks it looks much like a more plane slash car like. Actually, uh, our <laughs> producer Isaac was like. It's kind of like the boat car, but the boat, for the air. But with right? wings. The, it looks like when it when the wings are folded up, if you didn't get to see the picture, it looks kind of like, you know, when a beetle lands and it folds its wings back. Right. It's, it does. It's kind of right. like that. It's kind of like that. And so um, it, this one has a parachute, right? It has a parachute. So, like, I was like, 
Look, I don't think millions of people are ever get. That's frightening. That's frightening. It is. For some reason, like, there's an element of, like, quadcopters that feels just, like, really safe. Like, I'd get in a quadcopter car, right? Because, right. like, you see drones and they self-fly and they land themselves when the battery's low, right? Exactly. They're very stable. Yeah. You can fly them in the wind. But this is, like, it's like an airplane. Well, and basically what they what they were saying and the reason they made it more look like a car is because the, they're saying the technology in the car and the way it's actually built is the most conducive to the way that a flying car would need to travel, similar to a car that's on the ground, as well as some of the safety features that are pre-built in to the way that, that a car is made for things like head-on or side-to-side -side, uh, right. prior so, Much more likely for that to happen. Exactly. So you're right. prioritizing that level of thing. So it's built with a ton of carbon fiber so that it can stay light, but still have some of those technology features that a lot of actual cars have. Uh, so they're taking it, they're going from like car to flying car, as opposed to what a lot of things are doing, which is like uh, in-flight objects trying to get closer to the car feel. So it's just a, it's a different way of moving, uh, moving in the same direction. But I, I think we're still like, <laughs> if if all EVs are coming out in 2035, we're like, or 2030, in 2030, we're yeah. like, 2030, 2040, yeah, right? We're just going to be a 10, you know, I'm it's going to be like, <laughs> I don't know. Patrick Hessel, um, you know, he's the CEO. He's named Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year in 2015. I know you've been working on this for a really long time. I just don't see millions of people getting a pilot's license. I know. To pay 1.7 to $3.5 million. And like at that point, I don't know. But like look, when you're 10 years in, you're not bailing. Yeah. You you're no, not bailing. You're, not. you're you gonna you're gonna running. you're gonna win or There's die trying at this point. Obviously money there for him to keep going. So <laughs> hey, look, try kudos. Like Absolutely. push the boundaries and it might help us push the boundaries in something else that can come closer. Always uh, to always the Did, so I love it. Like this story hits a little bit close to home to make me even more not want to get into one. Because I was on United Flights yesterday, right? Yeah. And so they have like a game center now in the app that you can play when you're on the flight. And usually I work, right? But man, right. we just ran so hard. It was like 11.30 p.m. And I'm flying in, or it was probably 10.30. I'm flying into Washington, uh, D.C. on my layover. And they have a flight simulator game. So I'm I'm doing full approaches on my game, on my iPhone, like using it you to control like tilt. Pitch. Times, I only right? wrecked once. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> I was like, I had this real experience of like, I got to land this plane while I'm in a plane on actual approach. And so the plane's like moving and it was so disorienting, but I was like starting to sweat a little bit. It was a surreal experience. Can you about imagine though, being the guy that's been on the news all week this week and flying a plane after having never flown a plane because your pilot right, goes Right, down. that was in my head too. That was in right, my head too. It's like, like, see, no I, can, I can do this, but yeah, I'm not getting in that. I'm not getting in that car plane by myself or with anyone else. It's not <laughs> happening. But the best part of that car, I mean, the best in my mind, the most practical is like, hey, like if the weather's bad, you can just drive to better weather, better weather and then take off. I was like, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That it makes make a lot sense. of sense. So, right. hey, you know, whatever. We talk about a little bit of everything, and, you know, that, that, that made us smile <laughs> this morning. Made us smile for sure. Look, I just want to go back to the fact that, that um, you know, people say biz car business is a, is a people business. I would just say, like, being a person is a people business. And so if you're in business, you're in a people business. Mm -hmm. um, and don't lose sight of that. Check in on your people. Take time for your people today uh, because there's no greater asset to any business than its people. Can't say anything else than that. 
that's at our heart, right? Love people more than you love cars. Thank you, Liza, for giving us little words to live by here on a Thursday. But until then, get out there, do something you can control, and go scoop up some of those Carvana employees, will you? And let us know. Yeah.